JMV here with Brian Kahn from Floors to Your Home. Fans, if you're shopping for flooring of any kind, you need to check these guys out. You're going to have the most incredible, totally hassle-free shopping experience ever. JMV, we really appreciate you saying that. That's our goal every day, to offer our customers a quick, easy, and hassle-free experience at all of our Floors to Your Home locations. Fans, it works like this. You see the product you like. It's going to be cheaper than anywhere else. That's for sure. Then you can immediately take it home with you or have it installed. That's right. No hassle, no special order. Just see it, buy it, and take it home, or have it installed. Like three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof flooring starting at just 349 and they have everything in stock. I'm doing my whole house, and believe me, this is the best shopping experience you'll ever have. Three convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who gives the quickest, easiest, and most hassle-free buying experience? Floors to your home. That's who. The Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. He is a friend of the show. He is a 1995 graduate of Simpson College in the state of Iowa. Apparently, he was a pitcher of some kind. He's the general manager of the Pacers. Let's bring on board Chad Buchanan. Chad, thanks for the time. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you, John? What was your fastball? What was it clocked? It was not very fast. I don't know if I could break a pane of glass, but I had a great circle change. That did, was my go-to pitch. Did you really? How often did you throw it against about the hitter? Every other pitch was my circle change. I would grunt on my 82-mile-an-hour fastball, <laughs> so it looked like it was coming in at like 92, and then my changeup just had them all off balance. Did you ever drop down and go sidearm back then? I didn't. You know, I was the Dan Quisenberry. I, <laughs> I tried that when I was growing up, but I just couldn't pull it off as a player. Yeah, the pride of 95 in Simpson College, it's Chad Buchanan who joins us. Hey, all in all, I know that it, it sucks, honestly. The weather outside today and thinking of, you know, being in the postseason and having Gambridge Fieldhouse rocking with a first-round playoff game with the Pacers. I mean, it, we, we get so used to that, certainly, and we miss that a great deal. So it does suck that you're out of the postseason. But at the same time, what do you really feel good about as you go from the regular of the season now to what is one of the more important off seasons this franchise has seen in a while. Sure, I think we got a lot of things to be optimistic about, John. You know, we had obviously disappointed you're not playing the postseason, but I knew I think we were all expecting going into this year there was going to be a year of development and growth, and you know, seeing what we had. And I think looking back on it now, you've played 82 games, you win 35 games, which is a 10 game jump from the year before. You had. Tyrese become an all-star, averaging 20 and 10. You know, Ben and Drew making the Rising Stars game. Miles, you know, extending Miles, you know, having a great year. We got a lot of young players showing growth. We got a great coach. I mean, there's a lot of things to feel good about, even though it was a 35-win season. Um, but there's still work to be done. You know, we're, we're nowhere near where we want to get to. But this is, you know, step one of a process where we're, we are playing this time of year, you know, hopefully in, you know, the next year or two. And, um, I, I think that's what we're all striving for. I'm going to make you say next year. I'm going to make you say it. <laughs> well, I would like to be playing next year at this time, you know, but I, I, I can't promise anything right now. I am going to make you say it. Chad Buchanan, who is the Pacer General Manager on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. You know, it's funny. I had Rick on the show back in October, and, and I, I bring this up all the time. In, in referencing how you handle a situation, he basically laid it out as, hey, you know what? Hang with us because this is a product that is being built right now. There are going to be good times, but there are going to be some bad times, too. So just understand that. So he laid out that for everybody. And then, Chad, you fast forward to December. 
I mean, there were so many good winning reasons to get excited about this team. I, I thought that, you know, while you're being honest with the fan base, you also gave a reason for the fan base to be excited for the future, even if this team is not involved in the postseason. Sure. I think that was not only felt externally by you know fans, but it was felt internally by our players and our staff. And I think we felt, you know, you look back after those first 40 games, you look back, you're like, holy cow, we're, we're uh, further up the standings than we anticipated being. And it created a lot of excitement. And then, you know, you go through a stretch where, you know, Tyrese obviously has his injury and we hit a little rough patch and there was kind of a little bit of a slap of reality, I think, for us. But it also that optimism is still there. Those first 41 games did happen and how we played and, you know, the success we had, that did happen. And that's something to build on moving forward, uh, moving into next year. Hey, Chad, did you look back in December at that point when, when your team was, you know, above 500 playing its best, did you think at that time that maybe that you guys had misjudged this team's opportunity at being better a little bit? I think that's pretty fair to say, John. I think, you know, we were hopeful that these young players would kind of develop, and several of them develop at a much faster pace than we anticipated. And that's a credit to both the player but also our coaching staff of getting those guys in position to make a big jump. We had some young players that were trying to prove themselves that they belonged in a rotation. They belonged as a starter, and, you know, they were all playing well simultaneously. And Ty's a big reason for that. Ty just breeds confidence in the people around him, and he, he makes others around him better. It's what a true quarterback, point guard leader does. So um, it, it was a little surprising. I'm, I'm not going to lie and say we expected to be where we were at at that point. Um, but, it, you know, we're also we're also realistic. And, sure. hey, we got we got a lot of work to do with this roster to get to where we want to get to. Here's Chad Buchanan, the general manager of the Pacers on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. You mentioned Tyrese Halliburton and what he brings to this team and, and what he does in helping his tim- teammates. I, I've described him as, you know, certainly he is a, a scorer. He's an elite-level willing passer. And, you know, this team hasn't had that organizationally speaking around here in a a long time I do want to ask you this if there was one thing that you're hoping that Halliburton improves upon this offseason to take that next step along with this team what is it I think that's an easy one I think Tyrese would answer it the same way you know I would or coach Carlisle or any of his teammates would is he's got to become a more impactful defender you know, he's got such an elite basketball cerebral brain um, that he's usually in the right position defensively, but sometimes he's, you know, not engaged in what he needs to do to contain the ball or guard a pick and roll. You know, and some of his physicality as his body matures and he gets stronger. He'll be able to navigate some of the things that a point guard has to defend, but I think he has the potential to be a very good defender. You know, he's an elite, elite offensive player right now, and I think Ty would tell you the same thing, that his next jump is on the other end of the floor. And if he becomes a, you know, a very good defender, there's no reason you're not talking about one of the best best players in the NBA at that point. Hey, you're talking about a team that needs to make that jump as well. I, I want to get to that because I, I brought this up. It is great when offensively, which is what the paces are, exciting offensively, you put up 135, but it's not so good when you give up 141. And and my question is, you certainly have some things to deal with to try to add defensively to this team. And you talk about Tyrese Halliburton getting better defensively, but do you believe that uh, this core group right now has the ability to grow and to become better defensively? Or is a lot of that what you're going to need to find at this point in the offseason someplace else? I think it's a combination of both, John. I think our young players, it's typical in the NBA for a young player to want to 
establish themselves on the offensive end. That's how they feel they get recognition, how they get paid and, you know, get minutes. So that's kind of the focus for a lot of young players. And I think you saw that with our team this year. And um, they all know they need to grow it on the other end of the floor. That was the common theme of every exit meeting we had with players this year was, I've got to be better on defense. I've got to guard the ball better. I've got to rebound better. You know, I, I, I think our players understand that. So there'll be some internal growth, but there is an opportunity for us with, you know, our picks, our cap room, you know, trades to try and help with that side of the ball too, because we absolutely have to get better on the defensive side. I mean, we're, it's fun to watch us, like you say, on a lot of nights we're scoring, the ball's moving, we're shooting threes, but then the night you, you took a loss. And, you know, that's no fun for anybody. And I think our players understand that. And, you know, it's a priority for our coaches and our entire organization to be better on the defensive side next year. And it's because if we're not, we'll be sitting here with 35, 36, 37 wins a year from now as well. Yeah, they'll be doing that. Chad Buchanan joins us. I, defense sucks. I mean, let's face it. If you ever played basketball, it does. And it, but it is a necessary, what I like to call an, an evil. You have to get stops. And I'm going to tell you this, you watch these playoff games, and we've only seen a couple of days of it through a couple of games so far in this first round, but... I mean, it's mandatory. If you don't find stops someplace, these offenses, and I mean everybody, are way too damn good to hope to survive a game where you can't find a stop. Those teams are the ones that move on here. You're absolutely right. And it's rare to see young players, and we had such a young team this year, you don't see a lot of young players thriving in the playoffs because it's a whole different level of basketball. I mean, you, you've seen it, John. Our fans have seen it. That The playoffs is just a different animal. And, you know, part of the reason our defense, you know, struggled this year is we had young players guarding high, high-level players. You know, we're putting Andrew Nemhart out there. He was a rookie a year ago. He was playing in, you know, in the West Coast Conference, and now he's guarding James Harden one night. He's guarding Steph Curry the next night. He's guarding Damian Lillard the next night. So that impacts, you know, your overall defense. But it's also a great learning potential for a player like Drew who's going to build off of that experience and build off that knowledge. And But – the playoffs, I mean, for us to defend, um, you know, much less the regular season, you know, we, we've got to have a commitment from every player from top to bottom. See, Chad Buchanan, the general manager of the Pacers on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Since you brought him up, I, I want to bring up Andrew Nemhart. In, in terms of, of what I mentioned about December, maybe being surprised, maybe thinking at that moment, you, you misjudged that team when they were winning. Were you surprised overall with the type of season as a rookie that Nimhart gave you? Because, I, listen, I was excited for him. I thought it was going to take a little bit, but it was a bumpy ride. Don't get me wrong. For every rookie, it's going to be. But it seemed like that he got acclimated quicker than I think a lot of us thought. Was that the same for you? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you we draft a, a player pick 31 that's potentially going to be on the all-rookie team, but we saw that coming. I think we knew he had toughness and smarts. He had been well-coached coming into the draft, and um, we knew he was going to be unflappable. He's got a personality that he just doesn't get too high or too low, but he's extremely, extremely confident. And so we knew, like, the intangibles were there, but the adjustment that he made as fast as he made it was really remarkable. I, th- I think the reality of it is when we drafted him, we anticipated him learning under Tyrese and TJ as our third point guard. I, mean, I don't think any of us envisioned him being our starting two guard. And it's a credit to him and it's credit to our staff for you know putting him in a position to have success. And 
you know, he took advantage of the opportunity. And like I said, he was out there guarding some of the elite players in the world on a nightly basis. And it's hard to replicate that for a young player, and it's going to only make him better in the long run. But really excited about his future. You know, Chad, it's funny, too. You mentioned the situations he was placed in. While it's bad because that means something injury-wise happened to somebody that's incredibly valuable, but it's also in terms of a positive valuable because now you're able to get a player like that experience where you really didn't expect it. They're thrust into it, and then when they respond positively, that's really going to make you feel good. A hundred percent. Anything to accelerate a, a player's growth and development is a major plus for, especially for a young team like us. And I, I think Drew would tell you in talking with him in his exit meeting when Kevin and Rick and Lloyd and I talked to him, is like he he wants more. He's like, I, I love that challenge. I loved being put on these elite players, these elite scores, and. He learned a lot as the season went on, and I think you're going to see him grow on that end of the floor even more next year. And um, he, He's got such great versatility, versatility as a player, which um, for us playing next to Ty or playing behind Ty or playing with TJ or playing behind TJ, you can just thrust him in a lot of different roles, and he adapts very quickly. So Chad Buchanan's with us. How did we see, how did you guys see Benedict Matherin evolve and mature over the course of his rookie season. I mean, we saw him get off to a great start. And I think we also saw some maturity. I mean, you saw officials, and I, I saw this at the Knicks game. You, you could tell that there was a point in time when Tony Brothers had had enough. And I think a lot of these guys had had enough hearing from him. But it seems like that he had matured. He had matured as a player as you move forward here. How, how much did you see that? And maybe even beyond what, beyond what I'm describing here, what, what did you see maturity-wise from Matherin in his first season, which was incredible as a rookie here, I felt? Yeah, he had a phenomenal, phenomenal rookie season. Like you said, he had such a great start out of the gates. And, you know, rookies can sometimes do that. You know, teams don't know what you can do, opposing coaches, players. So you have a little bit of an advantage. And I think you saw as the season wore on, you know, teams start to adapt to, hey, he's, he's wanting to drive to the basket. He's a driver. You know, let's, you know, let's really wall up at the rim. You know, anticipate his spin moves, whatever it might be, and it became a challenge for him. And it's it's great for his growth because he's got to figure out how to adapt. And I think by the end of the season, he wasn't shooting the ball as well as he was early on, but I think he was figuring more things out at the rim. And like you said, you know, he, he gets frustrated when he feels like there's contact and he doesn't get a whistle, but I think he also matured in the sense like, hey, I can't I can't complain on every non-call because it's just not going not gonna to help me in moving forward. But I think the biggest area of maturity for him is just his mentality of, of, you know, what this league is about and what I can do and what I can't do at this point. And I think he's going to use all of his learnings from the season and into this offseason and come back with a lot more to his game uh, than we even saw this year. What I, I noticed and I really like is he just doesn't give a crap about anything else. I mean, he wants to go out there and play and win. When the game's over, he leaves unless it's a, you know, maybe a close friend that's a former Arizona teammate. Otherwise, he's out of there. I mean, he's got one thing in mind, and that's what a lot of people describe Shane Steichen, the Colts' new head coach, as being all ball. And at a very young age, I describe Matherin in a similar fashion. He's all about ball, and that's it. He is all business all the time, and he is so driven, so motivated, so tough. I mean, I don't think people maybe realize his sprained ankle that he suffered. I mean, that puts a lot of players out for six to eight weeks, and he wanted to play the next game. And his toughness, his love for the game, his competitiveness – 
is just top notch. And like you said, he, he doesn't he's not into the making sure everybody likes him or, you know, making people notice him. He just wants to compete and win. And, you know, he's he's just steady every single day with that. And that's such a great quality to have. Chad Buchanan is the Pacer general manager. So who am I going to yell at if somebody trades Buddy Heald or TJ McConnell? Is it going to be you or Kevin? I'm going to yell at somebody. Don't do that. You can yell at Kevin. I mean, he's, okay. he's, yeah, yeah, just yell at KP on that. I, I, I just, man, Chad, I'm, I, I look at both these guys. They have essential growing and winning pieces that you just can't find everywhere from the three-point shooting high volume-wise of healed to an energy level and really now a style of play that's, I think, conducive to this team off the bench in, in McConnell. I think that they're essential personnel. What say you? Uh, they are they are hard to not like. Uh, I totally understand what you're saying. You know, Buddy brings a personality and a life and joy to our building every day that's just impossible to replicate and obviously you talk about his shooting he's one of the elite shooters that this league has seen over the last couple seasons and you know that's that is hard to replace if if buddy is not here you know that's that's hard to replace you're not going to find guys who shoot with that level of consistency and confidence you know night in night out and play every single night and that that is something that's really valued by us is his durability and his his right. desire to play every game, you know. And then TJ, he's the heart and soul of of our team. I mean, he's he brings it every night off the bench. You see his competitiveness, you see his fire, you see his unselfishness, his toughness. It's he gives you know every kid hope that grows up in you know in Indiana a chance. Well, if that guy can play in the NBA, maybe I can one day. You know, it's it's that quality that you know just attracts people to want to follow him and follow his lead. So, yeah, if, if those guys, you know, they're such big parts of our team for you know for them to not be here, it'd have to be obviously a pretty special you know situation for them to not be here. But that's the life of the NBA too. It's just hard to predict what happens. Yeah, I just I, I think they're both. They, they have to me produced in a fashion and in different fashions to become essential for the progress of this team. That's just kind of how I view it, but obviously I know that it's a business and, and ultimately we shall see it. So Chad Buchanan, Pacer general manager with us via the Andy Moore automotive group hotline. So I got to ask you this just because I've been an active supporter of miles Turner for a while and I feel incredibly vindicated with everybody around here. I tell people to stick it all the time and it makes me feel really good uh, because of the type of season that he had. And I think that he is just a perfect compliment as a big to Tyrese Halliburton. I do want to go back, however, to July with that offer sheet. Do you and Kevin and the organization, are you glad now that Phoenix matched that offer sheet and that obviously Miles was that centerpiece that could play off Halliburton and have the type of season that he did? I mean, how could you not be thrilled for Miles? I mean, I know you talk about supporting him, and, um, you know, Miles has been through a lot with us, and, you know, that situation last summer was, uh, you know, a lot went into that, but, you know, some of it was us showing that we want to be aggressive to build this team, and um, but how things played out, we could not be happier. I mean, Miles, we knew if he was here, had opportunity to, you know, really take another step, you know, you know now he's the sole center, playing with an elite passing point guard, playing with a coach who really believes in him, and a lot of pieces around him we thought could, could complement him. And sure enough, I mean, he, he took great strides this year for us and, you know, thrilled to have him extended. I think it was a great situation for both the team and Miles to, to lock him in for a couple more seasons. And I think he's, he's excited about where things are going, and he's obviously a tremendous fit with Ty 
And I think you saw that this year. And um, I think he, he's anxious to get started with next season. You know, I, I mentioned this because I, I love to, to tell people regarding Miles. I, I told you so. Do you think that his level of play this season through the entire season, do you think that that was uh, and I told you so? To you guys a little bit right there. And I, again, you take it no matter how you can get it. Don't get me wrong here. But you think there was a little bit of, I told you, this is how it could be, and especially with that combination of Halliburton? I'm sure that's part of it. I mean, Miles has always you know, wanted more of a role, wanted more opportunity. And you know, we've, we've, just our roster wasn't built for that necessarily, and now it was. And um, I think that's a big, big part of what motivates Miles is to show people that there is more to his game. And, and he did that this year. And my gosh, I, I hope to see another step even next year, and I think he, he's he's motivated to do that again next year. I mean, anybody that plays with Tyrese Halliburton is going to take another step with their, their growth, and Miles is a perfect example of it, and I think those two guys' chemistry is, is really special. All right, so I see I see in the future here this offseason you guys finding a wing that can also play a higher level of defense on the wing. I see Buddy Heald coming off the bench, and I see Buddy being, with that volume shooting from distance, Sixth man of the year next year. You follow along with me here? You like that? I would take that. I mean, I think okay. that's a, that plays out that way. I would take that. <laughs> yeah. How active do you guys plan to be, you and Kevin and the organization, this offseason? Because I think we're all expecting a lot out of it here, too. And I mean, is that what we should expect, you guys searching high and low to make this team playoff worthy, certainly next year? Well, you go from 25 wins to 35, you know, that's that's hard, but it's not as hard as going from 35 to 45 or 50 wins. So, and that's what we want to do. You know, that is the goal is to make another jump next year. We're not, you know, we're not looking to just take this a five, six year process. We, we've got a, an all-star point guard that we want to put the right pieces around. And we've got a lot of opportunity this summer with our picks. Um, we got salary cap space. We got a lot of flexibility to be aggressive. Now it's, we got to see what's available out there, but you know we want to be aggressive in putting the right pieces to make to make a jump next year because we feel like this group is on the cusp of, of being a very very good team. And but it's pieces away. You know we're we're not oblivious to our holes. I mean we're we got a ways to go, but we have the the, the pieces with our like I said our draft picks and our cap space to to go try and pursue a player, whether it be a trade, um, free agent. We got different paths to do that, and we're going to try to do that this summer. I'm telling you, I think that it, to me, you look at this, and Kevin and I have talked about this before. You know, having to to sell, you know, this location and this team prior, but I think now, to me, it becomes an easier sell because of the style, the brand of basketball you play. Now you just got to put these pieces together. You guys view it that way too. Maybe now this product being an easier sell than it was three or so years ago. Yes, I mean, we got a Hall of Fame coach, you know, leading us and putting us, our players, in great position to play a, a, a fun paced uh, offense. And, you know, we have a point guard that makes everybody else around him better. And NBA players see that as that, they see Ty and they think that guy could help get me paid. And so that's just the reality of our, of our league. And Indeed. I do think we're in better position than we were a year or two years ago to attract players to our team. And I think we've had. You know, our players will tell you they have opposing players come to them after the game saying, man, I really like how you guys play. It looks like you guys have a lot of fun. It looks like you have great chemistry. So that's that players around the league see that and they observe what other teams are doing, how they play. And 
So I think we're in a position now that we weren't in the last couple of years to attract players to our, to our roster. I think you're right with that, John. He had an overwhelming 82-mile-an-hour fastball and lived by the circle change back at Simpson <laughs> College in 1995. Pacer General Manager Chad Buchanan with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Man, I always appreciate you coming on, and I, I could keep you forever, but I know you got to run here. I appreciate that, and we will do it again as we move further along in the summertime and remember this time next year gamerage field house has got to be rocking you know make sure that kevin understands this too okay i'll pass along the message i appreciate it john all right appreciate you chad thank you